0: Welcome, RGPC family, both in person and online. Welcome, all our visitors. If you are visiting with us for the first time tonight, we offer you our warmest Christmas welcome. We're glad that you have joined us here in this special evening, as now together we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Old friends, new friends. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Like the wise travelers of old, we are we have come after a long journey to arrive at Christmas Eve tonight. We have been awaiting light for a long time. And Jesus is faithful. For we came from near and far to gather in his presence tonight, only to find when we arrived that he had been waiting for us. For we are at home in his presence. Friends, hear the Gospel of Luke's hope and peace-filled message. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. For to you is born this night in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you that you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. Let us worship our newborn King.
1: Please stand if you are able and join with me in tonight's call to worship. Your responses are in your bulletin, or they will be on the screen if you are joining online. On this holiest of nights, on this most silent night. on this night of carols and candlelight.
2: Oh!
3: Join us for the advent wreath litany printed in the bulletin. If you are joining us online, your response will be on the screen. We gather to celebrate the birth of the one who is the light of the world. We light the candle of hope to remind us of the promises made by the prophet that God would raise up a savior for all his people Israel. Christ is our hope and our salvation. He calls us to share with each other the hope we have in him. We light the candle of peace to remind us that it is only with God and by following in his path that true peace can be found. Christ brings the peace of God to us. He calls us to share with each other the peace he gives to us. We light the candle of joy to remind us that God gives joy To every heart that abides in him as Mary rejoiced in the birth of Jesus so we also find joy in his birth God calls us to share with each other the joy he gives to us we light the candle of love to remind us that Jesus is God's gift of love to us and that in him the light of love triumphs over darkness love never fails It transforms all those who give it and receive it. God calls us to share with each other in his love. We light the Christ candle to remind us that the light of the world was born this night. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. You, O Lord, have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. Child is born to us, the Son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is also called Emmanuel, for whom Christ God is with us. Loving God, we thank you for the hope, peace, joy, and love you bring us. We thank you for your gift of love shown to us perfectly in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Help us to prepare our hearts to receive him. Bless our worship in this moment and in this place. Help us to hear and do your word every moment and every place. We ask it in the name of the one born in Bethlehem. Amen. Amen.
0: This year, we started a new tradition here at Rosedale. We started our Christmas
3: prayer tree.
0: And what we asked the congregation to do and all those visiting online is we asked you if you had someone special that you would like their name to be put on an ornament on our Christmas prayer tree. The names could be of someone who has gone before us, who has inspired us, a name could be of someone who is with us daily who daily inspires us as you can see we thought we would start out with a smaller tree and by next year the tree will double in size <laughs> how amazing it is to be given the opportunity on Christmas Eve to think about all those loved ones family and friends who inspire us to be our best selves remind us like the love of Christ, whose love is for us, to see that love realized in the faces of those we call family and friends. So let us now pray in their honor. God of the loving heart, tonight we dedicate our new Christmas prayer tree to you. We thank you for each name written on their ornament. It reminds us of the joy in learning that every one of our names are written on your heart. Right now, in this sacred moment, it is with tears of love and joy that we thank you for every life written here. We hold them close, whether in heaven or on earth, in memory of those who have gone before us and in honor of those who daily love us. Like the candles on our Advent wreath, they bring the gifts of hope peace, joy, and love that cast light into our days. Our family members and friends listed here have made a positive difference in our lives by loving us into being, somehow knowing what we need to grow, challenging us, inspiring us, showing us how to love our neighbors as ourselves. Jesus Christ, light of the world, be born in us tonight in thankful remembrance of our family and friends. May those whose lives we now touch hear your voice in our words and see your reflection in our actions be known among us as together. We pray your prayer praying our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done.
1: This evening's first scripture reading comes from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. This particular passage is quite possibly the most famous of the birth narratives of Jesus Christ. I'll be reading to you from the King James Version of the Bible. Listen for what God may be saying to you this night in this all-too-familiar passage. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them unto heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And then came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger, and when they had seen it, they had made known abroad the saying which was told them convincing this child concerning this child. And to all they heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen and was told unto them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
4: When Jesus was born. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, with the sun gone to sleep in the west, Stars may have shone, but few could have known. On this night, God would give us his best. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, God's ancient promise came true. A baby so dear, with the animals near, a savior for me and for you. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, some shepherds kept sheep safe from danger. Did they know, would they guess, that this night God would bless all the world through a gift in a manger? When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, night's darkness cracked open with light. When into the sky, angels burst from on high, singing praises with joy. What a sight! When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the angels gave shepherds a clue. The message still sounding, with heart and feet pounding, shepherds hurried to find Jesus too. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, God's ancient promise came true. Though born in a stall, he's the king over all. Jesus came to save me and save you.
5: So our scripture verse for this evening, you will find printed in your bulletin, or else if you are worshiping with us online tonight, you will also see it on your screen. So let us say this verse together from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. For he himself is our peace. Let us pray. Holy God, may all that we do and say on this amazing night of nights be well and good in your sight. In your son's name, I pray, amen. So there is no peace, there is no peace whatsoever for a child being tucked into bed on the night of Christmas Eve. At least that was certainly the case for me. The excitement and anticipation for Christmas morning was just too much to bear. And I begged and I begged for sleep to come because I knew that once I fell asleep, morning would come much quicker as opposed to watching the time drag on and on until dawn. Plus, I couldn't let Santa catch me awake Because that would certainly mean no presents for me. So the pressure to fall asleep on Christmas Eve was terrible. And as much as I may miss the magic and excitement of being a child during the Christmas season, in a way, I am grateful that those days are behind me now. Because my favorite night of the year in which to fall asleep is Christmas Eve. I now have no trouble whatsoever and I'm sure that my chosen profession is a huge factor as to why I can fall asleep so easily on Christmas Eve. But I am convinced that there is a supernatural sense of peace that falls upon the world on this night. The world just feels quieter. The air feels softer. The glow of lights from homes and windows seems warmer and more inviting. For me, and I hope for you too, there is a deep and abiding sense of peace that seems to envelop our surroundings and feels like an unexpected gift in the midst of the crush of the season. It's the little things that give us pause to praise, like falling asleep, On a silent night. I had mentioned in my sermon this past Sunday how I enjoy trying to use my imagination to put myself into the places and spaces of characters and stories from the Bible. And again, Christmas Eve and the story of Jesus' birth has always captured my imagination since I was little. And I have always imagined, even since a small child, That sitting right next to the baby Jesus in the manger must have been the most peaceful place on earth. But then again, he was a newborn baby, and as all parents know, there isn't much time for extended periods of peace with infants, is there? So this begs the question, did God ever put up a fuss? After all, the hymn, Away in a Manger, says no crime he makes. I wonder if that was true. This is where the concept of Jesus being fully human and fully God can make for some really interesting questions, conversations, and debates. Regardless, a child was born healthy and well. Mom was doing fine. All were safe. It's the little things that give us pause to praise like the blessing of a newborn king. And what a blessing he was, this newborn king born on a silent night. This little infant, this little thing of a baby boy who came to earth with so much power inside of his small being, power that as a grown man would be used to heal the sick, give sight to the blind. Feed the masses, calm the raging winds and the seas, raise the dead, bring comfort to the heart sick, bring salvation to you and to me, cause the lion to lie down with the lamb and to bring peace on earth as the prince of peace. It's quite something, really, when you think about all the promise that the little baby had to offer All the hopes and fears for all the years tied up in every small breath that he took. For the past couple of weeks, I've been reading a book called Christmas Bells written by Jennifer Chiaverini. I'm not sure I said her name right, but it's a novel that celebrates Christmas past and present and was inspired by the classic poem of the same name written by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. The storyline jumps back and forth between characters living in the present day and the life of Longfellow and his family in the 1860s at the beginning of the Civil War and the events that led up to the tragic inspiration for the writing of this well-known poem. And though I am far from done with the book, I would like to share an excerpt from it from which I recently read. Now to give you a little background, the Longfellow family and a handful of friends had just returned back to their home at Craggy House in Cambridge, Massachusetts, after attending the Christmas Eve church service together, and they were enjoying the evening with one another. After dinner, the children had gone outside to play for a while, and the adults just sat around enjoying some conversation. And here's what Chiaverini writes. They were warming themselves with hot coffee and amusing riddles when the children trooped back in rosy-cheeked and exuberant. Once they were out of their wraps and comfortably settled by the fire with sugared plums and cups of hot tea, Henry read aloud a visit from St. Nicholas. The younger children gazed up at him with rapt attention as the story of the jolly old elf's visit unfolded. And from across the room, Fanny, his wife, regarded him with such warmth and fondness so much obvious enjoyment at the sound of his voice that henry could not imagine feeling any more blessed than he was in that moment on that holy day the inevitable trifling frustrations of daily life the heavy responsibility of raising children the onerous troubles facing the country all fell away in the firelight he marveled to realize that everything that truly mattered to him was represented in that gathering. Family, friends, love, faith, and hope. It seemed miraculous that one room could contain so much, but if a humble manger could hold the divine, anything was possible. Chiavarini paints a perfectly idyllic picture of a peaceful New England Christmas evening, one that makes me want to wrap up in a blanket by the fire and watch the snow fall outside the window while enjoying a cup of hot chocolate with marshmallows, of course. But it's that last line that spoke volumes to me, so I'd like to share it again. It seemed miraculous that one room could contain so much But if a humble manger could hold the divine, then anything is possible. It's the little things that give us pause to praise, like a fire in the hearth, family and friends by our side, and the word of the Father now in flesh appearing. If a humble, small, crude manger could hold the divine, then anything is possible If something so world-changing could happen through the birth of a small child, a birth that was designed to be the greatest gift that this world has ever known, a birth designed specifically so that all humanity might have peace with God, then it's the little things that become big things. And those big things will become little things. Now hang with me here for a second. It can really be difficult at times to wrap our heads around all the amazingness, and yes, I know that's not a word, that surrounds the miracle of Jesus' birth, life, death, and resurrection. And what this all means to us in our way of living, our understanding of our salvation, and all that living in belief of the divine can bring to our everyday reality Simply just taking a look at the handful of the myriad of names that is described, that is used to describe Jesus Christ can be overwhelming in and of itself. God with us, creator of the universe, wonderful counselor, the bright morning star, the lion of Judah, everlasting father, prince of peace. Such lofty ideals can be difficult for our minds and our hearts to grasp, But for this christmas eve this christmas eve of 2020 i'd like us all to sit for a moment in the presence of jesus and ponder what that means for us to have him as our prince of peace first of all to put it simply the peace that jesus offers each of us is not the absence of trouble but is rather the confidence that he is right there, right there with you always. After all, he said it himself, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world, and I will be with you always to the very end of the age. And when you come to that understanding that you are never alone, that he is right there with you, that he has overcome the world, then those things in your life that are those, those big things, in the hands of the savior become little things because God is bigger than you fill in the blank. God is bigger than your fears. Perhaps you fear getting that mean teacher next year in second grade, or you fear not being able to remember your, your vocabulary words for the next test, or you fear the possibility of losing your job Or you fear not having enough money for retirement. But in the hands of Emmanuel, God with us, those big fears become little things, and we find peace. God is bigger than your failures. Perhaps you failed to make the soccer team this year, or you failed your driver's test the first time around or you failed to reconcile a relationship, or you failed at meeting your own expectations for yourself. But in the hands of Emmanuel, God with us, those big failures become little things, and we find peace. God is bigger than our past. Perhaps you feel bad because last week you weren't very nice to your siblings, or you regret those things you said to your parents that you really didn't mean. Or you can't seem to work through your struggles with past abuses. Or you can't seem to let go of the person that you once were. But in the hands of Emmanuel, God with us, big memories of the past become little things and we find peace. God is bigger than our enemies. Perhaps there is a bully who awaits for you outside at recess every single day. Perhaps you have to confront the opponent on the other team who doesn't quite play fair or play by the rules. Perhaps you continue your struggle with addiction. Perhaps your boss doesn't want you to succeed. But in the hands of Emmanuel, God with us, our enemy's seemingly big power over us becomes little things, and we have And our God is bigger than our limitations. Perhaps you can't quite run as fast as those other kids in gym class. Perhaps you struggle more with math than the kids sitting next to you in class. Perhaps you do not have the ability to pay for your child's education. Perhaps your health has prevented you from being able to hold your own grandchild. But in the hands of Emmanuel, God with us, these big limitations become little things and we find peace. All of us, each and every one of us have come through a year where suddenly the little things mean so much more to us than they did in the past. Those little things that we took for granted like the smile of a stranger, the touch of a friend, the freedom to worship in community, a meal shared, the blessing of health, a ride on a school bus, a hug in grief, the noise of a lunchroom, cheering fans in the stands, the music of a concert. And those big things that we once thought were so important and necessary no longer hold the same credence with us As they once did and in many ways we feel like that has been such a gift for us all to realize how truly important those little things can be especially when we take a moment or two to recognize the blessings tucked inside the struggles of this year and through it all God has been faithful he has pointed us time and time again to his goodness and to his sovereignty, and he has kept his promise that he would never leave our side. Because God will always make a way. He will always be the light in the darkness, for he himself is our peace. Quite simply, because of Christmas, we are reminded that oftentimes the best gifts come in small packages, and the best gift that this world has ever known was God sending his son to us in a newborn, helpless child to show us the true measure of love and sacrifice, a little gift with a huge purpose, all wrapped up in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger? It's the little things that give us pause to praise, because if a humble manger can hold the divine, then anything is possible. May the peace of Christ be with you this Christmas and always. Amen. My friends, the scripture reminds us, we have been blessed to be a blessing. And as we all know here in this community of faith, we have been incredibly blessed for many, many years, especially this past year, and all thanks to your generosity. Please know that when you give to Rosedale, that you are giving your gifts to God, and he is taking those gifts and doing miraculous things with them. If you wish to give online, there is a way to text to give, and you will see the information pop up in a moment. If you are here in the sanctuary and have something to offer, we have collection boxes that are available to you in the Narthex. We give thanks to God for each and every one of you and your generosity to him and his kingdom. We will now receive this evening's offering. Mm
1: Let us pray. Emmanuel, God with us, in gratitude for all that we've been given, we give our gifts to you. May what we give bring comfort to those who are sad, food to those who are hungry, kindness to those who are world-weary, warmth to those who live without shelter, and hope to those who long for the touch of your mercy. In our giving, we give ourselves to you, Lord Jesus, You, you who make all things possible, amen.
2: i mm-hmm.
5: Join us in a Christmas Eve blessing. You will find your responses printed in the bulletin. If you are worshiping with us online tonight, your responses will be on the screen. Here's to Christmas.
0: Here's to Christmas. A time of loving. Here's to Christmas. A time of giving. Here's to Christmas.
5: A time for believing. Here's to Christmas. A time of gratitude here's to Christmas and my friends may you all go from this place knowing that you are truly loved and adored by the creator of the universe our Prince of Peace and that on this night of nights we were given the greatest gift the world has ever known in the peace of his son Jesus Christ so go in peace my friends Merry Christmas Amen.